0: Good Friday afternoon, and welcome to Yes. It's a roundtable chat with Rick, Sherry, and myself, Rebecca. Today, talk about an article that Rick found in People Magazine, dated January twenty seventh of this year, by Brian Anthony Hernandez. Take it away, Rick.
1: Oh my God, folks! I cannot believe that we're actually that we actually first of all could find an article about this, and then second of all, that not only did we find an article. But then we're now talking about it because this is the ditch, the absolute chasm of a ditch that we have absolutely fallen into when it comes to civilization and just a little bit of manners and etiquette, people. Oh my good God. Um, do one of you guys want to do a summary or do you want me to do a summary of the article? I'm fine
2: with you doing the summary of the article. If you want to do a summary, you go for doing the summary.
1: Alright all right, people, summary is Guy gets on plane Comments are made between Guy and, and people around him Guy farts intentionally Saying, hey, y'all like how rude I am? Watch this And I guess it was putrid And then uh, The ensuing conversation around that Ends with him being re- Dejected and removed from the plane Because it's like, come on Like People, we all wanna get somewhere. We all wanna we all wanna travel. Why is it that people feel that they have this right to seriously get on a plane, be hungover, be a dick, be oblivious, be rude, be obnoxious, and think that they're going to stay on a plane? And more importantly, why does anybody have to put up with this stuff? Like, thankfully, the plane hadn't actually lifted it off the ground. It had simply pushed back from the gate and it was taxiing. And it went right back to the gate and uh, the person was uh, kicked off the plane and police met him and that was that. Um, again, why do we think? Why does anybody believe that we can impose ourselves on others? Why?
2: That's an interesting part to it. Because it, he did impose himself and then others tried to escalate the situation by continually trying there was a back and forth trying to pick an argument both ways which i thought was again a sad part about society on here
1: and but but was it actually trying to pick a further argument because none of us were there the article is written Mm -hmm. third person so nobody knows for sure because we weren't there, the person writing the article wasn't there. But do we know that they were actually trying to pick a fight, or were they trying to say, "Dude, seriously, shut the fuck up and sit down"? It's a like, good. W- like what do we know? Because we don't know. if I was there, I'd be, I would. First of all, I I don't like to fly coach for this very reason. We are packed in like sardines in coach. And so I, I hate flying coach to start with. And then on top of that, flying used to be something that, that was beautiful to do. Back in the, the 70s and 80s, if in the 70s, first time I ever flew, it, it was a beautiful experience. And now it is a cattle call. It's just cattle call all day long, shoving people through lines, shoving them in tight, pushing them, pushing and pushing so that we can get the most number of of head onto the cattle trailer and move it along. And instead of it being cattle, it's people. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that aside, again, where did society get to this idea that people have a right to impose any piece of themselves and, you know, whether it be flipping your hair over your seat into the people's seat behind... Well, if your hair is that long and it's pulling on you, I have long hair. Yeah, do something about it, but don't impose yourself on other people. It, it's ridiculous. And, and I don't... How did we get here? It's a good question. I don't know. It just feels like those
2: barriers of decorum have been eroded away over the last 10 years. It's, people don't know how to mind their own business. Nor do they treat their neighbor as they would have themselves treated. I don't think that's true about everybody. Good point.
1: Well, for sure. It's not going to be true about everybody because it was only one person Mm -hmm. on this plane who was intentionally trying to be obnoxious to the people around them. Right? Mm -hmm. The other people, what they were doing was in reply to. But how, where did we get to a point where, and a couple years ago, there was a flight from England uh, to Las Vegas, and it landed in Camden. and the people were, were kicked off the plane, and they were kicked off the plane because they were being drunk, obnoxious asses, and they had said to the flight attendants, you work for me, I make more money than you, you need to shut up, you need this, you need that. And again, where did we get to this point where... We're, we believe at any level that we are allowed to do that. How?
0: I think a sense of entitlement. entitlement that because we pay for a
2: service, we should be able to act however we want to. But why? Just because you pay for something doesn't mean you, need, you can be obnoxious. And I work for somebody. Does that mean that they have the right to be obnoxious to me? Because they pay me money.
0: No, but some people have this sense of entitlement.
1: For sure. But where did it come from? Where I think it came from is in the way that kids are raised and have been being raised for the last 20 years, the Mm -hmm. last 30 years. More and more, we just give and give and give. And we don't actually teach to go, no, you can't be an ass to the person beside you. You can't. There are repercussions but oh my dear God, repercussions, oh. don't even get me started on the, uh, on the whole concept of that. Well, um, it's, it's just, it's disgusting.
2: And I think a lot of it comes from people just not recognizing that the way they treat somebody else, is that the way they want to be treated? And if, you're, if you can say that's not the way you want to be treated, then why would you do it to somebody else?
1: Okay, but but nobody here is you know sticking up for this guy, saying you know he has a right to pass gas intentionally and be obnoxious about it. Nobody's here uh, sticking up for his rights because there's going to be people out there who are going to say his civil liberties, his right, his right, his charter, his whatever. Those people, okay? Why is it that the three of us aren't fighting for this guy to have a right to be a dick?
0: I think because none of us would want to be in that situation, to be a dick.
1: What situation?
0: Where we purposefully were dicks.
1: Okay, but just want as a therapist, folks, uh, the job of, of a therapist is periodically to bring up stuff and bring up sub, subject matter with, uh, with clients where they will and have interpreted what I'm doing as me being a dick. It's not that I'm being a dick. I'm simply pointing out that this is how I'm interpreting what's being said or done. And so there are times... When we are being potentially a dick, but it's about time, place, and time and place is not on a bus in the sky with wings. It is not an airplane. It's not, you know, a, a, a transit bus. It's nowhere else. Why is it that we think? Because this is not, this guy's behavior and other people's behavior, you see it on the road. You see it everywhere where people feel that them being inconven- that they are the only ones who are allowed to have an opinion and that their opinion is what's going to stand. Where did we get to this idea that that one person can call all judgment?
2: I don't know how we got there. I think what you said earlier about the way we raise kids has a lot to do with it. But is there a component that is because of social media is there a component of, because we see in social media so many stories about you have the right for this, you have the right to that, you stand up for yourself, be yourself, which have a component of being very important, but at the same time, some people take it too far and they take it on as their right to do whatever they please without anybody else's ramifications Having to be considered.
1: But okay. I think Yep, go ahead. Okay, so when should someone else's consideration be there? What's what's your threshold, Rebecca? For we are in this situation, I need to take into account your thoughts and your ideas.
0: Well, for starters, okay, being on a plane. Nobody can escape. They're there. So
1: Okay, so a plane? Anywhere else?
0: A bus. A store.
1: Okay, is there a simpler way like a bus the store? Sure. Sherry, do you is have a threshold?
2: I do, and it depends upon what we're talking about. If we're talking about noxious gases, then a confined space would be that question. And what do we do as individuals if we have to pass gas? Because we have the right to pass gas.
1: And but I think we case- can't we cannot stop the gas. If the person is gaseous or if they've eaten something that's disagreeing with them, we have to have, but this person intentionally, that article, look it up, folks, the 27th of January, that article clearly states that this guy went, screw you, you don't like me now? Here, smell this.
2: Exactly. It, which intent. which is
1: exactly what he said and did, apparently.
2: Okay, well, what if it was his
0: way of addressing a embarrassing moment?
1: Uh, embarrassing because he was hungover?
0: Hungover and gassy.
1: Okay, so his way was to say, here, how do you like me now? Make fun of it. But, again, you're right, you know? And, and Rebecca, actually, you, that may have been what he was trying to do, and we weren't there. So, the only way for that plane to go back to the gate is for the for, for something to have continued to escalate.
2: Yeah. And I think what happened was the feedback that was going on between the other passengers and him kept make keep and I'm reading between the lines, I agree because I wasn't there, but it seemed to be escalating. The language was escalating, which suggested that once they got into the air, it could be uncontrollable and to control the situation they needed to do something. That was my impression. Especially since the
0: offender appeared to be intoxicated and his behavior could be unpredictable.
2: But my my question to that, though, is would he have just passed out and the flight would have gone on just fine? I don't know. I don't know what the situation really was. But he still intentionally did something in a confined space where nobody could escape. So my right to breathe clean air was being impaired upon or imposed upon.
1: But do you think it was the clear air that was being imposed upon or the or the words that were coming out and the actions that were coming out? Because I think everybody here and everybody listening would absolutely agree that it is possible, and truly it's possible to To get over that that stench, because it's going to dissipate, right? Unless the person actually truly, you know, did crap in his drawers, it's going to dissipate.
2: To a certain extent, although we have to admit that on an airplane, it takes it's slower to dissipate.
1: Doesn't matter; it's still gonna.
2: It will, and.
1: But I'm still I still want to understand. When we look around, why are these articles showing up in magazines? Why are these articles showing up in the news? Why are these sh- articles showing up everywhere? Why are airlines saying, you know, the population is out of control? the The morning talk show here in Stratford this morning was talking about the 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 host of the show was talking about how rude people are, and and how rude they seem to be, you know, to to people out and And this guy says, "You know he has uh this job that he does, and then he has another job where he's more in the public face and and he's like the way people treat him like the service industry, people are so demanding, and they really look down their nose on everybody. Where and how did this get there's There's a guy that I know who has said for a long time, Rick, it's been too good for too long. People need to suffer. Wow." And so because they've become so rude, so demanding, so insensitive, so all these things, it's been too good for too long.
2: So is part of this because people have not had consequences for being rude?
1: Worst consequences in school for being rude.
2: Sent to the principal's office.
1: Doesn't happen nowadays. That's sad. Clients that I have who are teachers, work for school boards, say that kids are completely and absolutely out of control, the parents are out of control, and everybody's afraid of offending somebody and being sued. And so saying to a parent that your child has this mark because they didn't study and they didn't work hard is an insult because apparently that's supposed to be your job as a teacher to help them study at night. Well, again, these ideas have been allowed to take root, grow, and fester. And in my, this is just my personal opinion. It's got nothing to do with my profession, but honest to God, I do believe that where this begins is when parents are interacting, they look at their children, they say, my God, my child is perfect. My child, oh my God, my, and it's like, no, your child is one of 8 billion people on this planet. They're going to have good qualities. They're going to have bad qualities and they're going to be a dick at times. And they're going to be a sweet angel at times. And to have the delusion that anything else is the case, absolutely not going to be. And and I see this within couples all the time where people go, I'm afraid to piss off my, my partner because, you know, they'll be held to pay. And I look at them and I go, and you want to stay in that relationship? That's what you think? Well, you know, because, uh, and they give me all these reasons to say, I, I must allow and excuse this kind of behavior. And... It's it's preposterous. I, there's a lot of people. Sorry for interrupting, Chair. There's a lot of people that I'm related to that I can't stand, and I can't stand because they impose their ideas and their beliefs on me, and they impose the beliefs that I must act and behave a certain way at all times in their environment. And so, if I don't want to participate in a game at a Christmas function. That's because I just don't feel like doing it. Oh, no, you can't do that. If you do that, oh, my dear God, where, it, you know, hell's going to get... No, I, I want to be able to be here and and be who I want to be. and And this is where we are not allowing people to be themselves, nor are we actually allowing people or making people actually understand that there's a consequence for being in a society. And to be in a society where there are certain absolutely inalienable things that, that we accept. I'm going to delve into something else here that, that uh, again, just it's a, it's a burr right under my saddle. They are discussing whether or not kids should have the right, the, the absolute right, to demand surgery to change their sex. To change, they are demanding children. Okay, well, we determined a long time ago that in Canada, you have to be 16 years of age to start to drive a vehicle because they do not have the comprehension and the responsibilities at 14. So we we put 16 as a reasonable... Alcohol consumption, 19. Various things you cannot do until a certain age, but people are arguing that about your sexual orientation, about the gender that you are because you grow breasts, because you have have the genitalia that you have, we should do surgery and allow 10-year-olds to make this decision. Why aren't we then saying, oh my good God, if they can make that decision, they can drive a car. They can join the military. They can pay. Why aren't we doing those things? And this is where, again, I am so pissed that this society has got to this point where we are allowing this kind of stupidity to exist and go on and and it just unless we rein this stuff in by 2035 by 2040 the society and the civility that you think is going to be around you is not going to occur and if you all think that i'm full of it take a look back to the 1950s and 60s in iran what did people dress like what did they look like what freedoms did they have and now what do they have they have extremist ideas that are dictating and overrunning people. And if we all don't wake up and realize that these ext- that, that these innocent little tiny things where we let, oh, you know, again, as you said, Rebecca, well, maybe he just wanted to, you know, be a little bit humorous. Great. There's a time and a place.
0: There's a time and a place, definitely.
1: And nobody is sitting there and saying to this guy, yeah. sweet cheeks, honest to God off the plane don't bother coming back and more importantly you should grow the hell up
0: that was very much our room
2: and we need to take it upon ourselves to challenge some of these ideas because I think you're right a lot of us just let things go all the time without recognizing how they do build up in society Um, and when we don't challenge things when we know that they don't feel right to us because like making me Lifelong decisions at a young age is not, people don't have that capability that young. They haven't had the experience, they haven't had the, brain hasn't developed to the point of being able to make those decisions clearly. How are we deciding and accepting this type of thing? Why are we not questioning it? Whose responsibility is it to question it? Everybody's.
1: Absolutely. And and the fact that people are going, well, they have a legal right. Great. If you want to, if, if that's what you want in your society, that legal right, if you want to have the legal right to get on a plane, intoxicated, and be an asshole to everybody, if that's the society you want, I, I, I swear, I want no part of it. And if that is the society that we keep creeping further and further and further and further towards, folks, honestly... We have one direction. If we're going to keep going that way, we are going to end up in our own worst nightmare.
2: Society becomes what society is creating. It doesn't naturally hover into civility. We actually have to challenge things and control things. Control is not the right word, but we have to actually have an opinion where we discuss things and we have to understand what the societal norms are to be if we're all going to get along and live so that we each have our own
1: space, our own...
0: You said societal norms. Who determines
2: those?
1: Society. The society that we live in.
2: We create them as we go. By allowing things to happen without questioning them, we are creating that society.
1: So... In, in France, as we speak, right, they are, you know, the farmers, um, a friend of mine who lives in Paris says that the transit's going going to be going on strike in the next couple of days. There's a huge pushback saying, government, you can't do this. Canada tried that, and Trudeau came out with you know, the Emergency Measures Act, which has now been declared in court as illegal, Again, we are sitting here as a society watching and seeing politicians not be held accountable, watching school boards not be held accountable, watching teachers, and most importantly, watching parents, everyday people, not being held accountable to actually step the hell up to the plate. And if they are not being held accountable to step up to the plate to bring the best possible thing forward to raise their children to actually make their children understand consequences and understand reasonable consequences and it's and 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 this is gonna be this gonna fly in the face of this i have people who come in here and they tell me what their parents are doing at home and i go are you shitting me and they go yeah no no i think it's i think it's wrong my friends think it's wrong The people, my teachers think it's wrong. All these other people think it's wrong. But the parents are sitting there going, well, but, okay, well, again, if that parent is having that problem, go out there and get some help. Have some conversation. Read some books. Do something to get outside of your own little tiny narrative. And like I said, so, you know, so go back to the quote, right? It's been too good for too long. The person who said that to me and says it all the time is not the person who is saying we need to live in draconian situations we need to be destitute and and dire but what we need to understand is just because we have a thought that we can get on a plane half-bagged and we can be a rude obnoxious shit and people are going to put up with it that needs to change because that person should have been too embarrassed to show up at the airport and even check in. And that's one of the fundamental things that is wrong with this society is people are scared to death to have their children embarrassed to have their children be pointed out to not know something. I can tell you right now, folks, I'm 57 years of age, I cannot spell worth a shit. Google last night and I, we were sitting there and I was trying to do some stuff, and Google and I had some really good arguments about you know trying to spell a certain word, because for whatever reason, I can tear a machine apart, I can quote you all kinds of stuff, I can do a ton of stuff, but singular things... Singular things, such as verbatim memorization of a diagram of a, of a single-cell organism, had the hellish time of doing that. And you know what? I accept that. I accept that I have a weakness, I accept that I have a deficit, and I accept that I need to find ways to work around it. I don't need people sitting there telling me, oh my dear God... Because you can't do that, you can't do anything. That's an incorrect statement. And I also sure as hell don't need people sitting there creating all kinds of pathways forward where I don't have to work through my struggle. And that is the problem. That ass the got on the plane, the people who are standing there saying, my child at 10 should have sex, sexual reorientation, reorientation surgery. All of the... No. Absolutely. You are imposing your issues on other people. And so you said, Rebecca, you asked, where does society come from? Society comes from people standing up and saying, this is BS, we're done. This is ridiculous. Where people actually stand up and say, good God, what are you talking about? This is ridiculous. When people actually say, no, your consequences. I sat last January a year ago with a couple who laughed because they're like, oh my dear God, you don't have a plan. When all I was, again, and all I was doing is saying, but just hold on here. Your ideas should not be imposed on Rebecca and should not tie her into something because it makes you feel more comfortable. What those people want to do is impose. And the second that we are asking to impose anything on anybody else around us, my my neighbors want to impose themselves by coming onto my property, that's wrong. Stay off my property. My neighbors want to impose themselves by, by doing whatever. Stop it. That is what society is based on. It is based on you cannot impose yourself on anybody. And folks, this pisses me off. That we are seeing these articles, that we're seeing this in the news, that we're seeing this everywhere. What are you all thinking? I need I need to shut up now because, <laughs> man, this burns my ass.
2: I know it burns your ass. I'm going to introduce one other topic because I think there's some something good that I saw this week sort of tied similar to this and that was that the Canadian government made a decision that they would not move forward with medical assisted death for mental mentally challenged or mental illnesses until at least 2027 and I thought Originally, it was supposed to have been last year, and they delayed it a year. And now they made, I think, a good decision because they actually listened to people who went, huh, I don't think that's right. I think we need to step back and learn more and really make sure that we have our society in order around this before we open up the doors. I
0: was going to say something about how... Parents these days, in my opinion, seem to be so afraid of offending their children. They want to be seen as a cool parent. And so on the weekend, we were eating out at a rest stop. And there was a group of children or children there. They're, I don't think they are older than 10. And some of them had left their mess at the, the table. With parents standing by and watching. One parent went and got their child to come back and clean it up. One parent. The rest just kind of stood back and like, we don't know what to do. It's not our mess. We're not going to touch it.
1: And they weren't going to hold their kids accountable for cleaning up the mess. Like, every other human being who were getting Tim Hortons, getting Burger King, getting whatever they were getting to actually clean up that mess. They were just going, well, no, no, somebody else can do it.
0: But all it took was that one parent... And then the other person had to follow suit.
1: Reluctantly.
0: Reluctantly, yes.
1: Very reluctantly, people. And again, what a piss off.
0: But all it takes is one person to stand up for for what's right.
1: Yeah, and that was actually a hockey team out of Toronto that had been in Windsor listening to the conversation, mm. and and they were uh, at the rest ser- service there in uh, Tilbury, and uh, yeah, like, so if so anybody's listening, hats off to you for the one guy who, as Rebecca said, had the courage to actually say, hey, who was sitting at this table? Like, you can't just walk away and leave your crap everywhere. But the number of other parents who stood around and kind of shuffled, oh, I don't want to upset my kid. Seriously, then you shouldn't have had a kid. Because that child is going to be a reflection of dear God and not my problem. I'm glad that that my parents were hard on me. I'm glad that my parents did the things that they did to say to me that the, the people in this park, they pay our bills. You treat them better than you treat everybody else. You make sure you take care of those people. It's simply good business, and it's the way to run a good a good family and a good society. This nonsense that, that, that we're sliding into, uh, dear God, people, I sure as hell hope we're going to change directions.
2: I think we need a couple of generations to get back on track. Because I'm sorry, but I think that this isn't something that is just new in the parents today. I think it's been going on for a couple of generations now. And I think it's slowly deteriorating worse and worse. So how do we turn it around?
1: Accountability. True, complete, and absolute accountability.
2: Just like that one parent? Absolutely. Build from there?
1: And so if you're in school and you fail... And you, and you have to repeat kindergarten seven times. Oh, well, you, you repeat it.
2: And believe it or not, that happened when I was in elementary school. A young boy, he failed kindergarten four times. And still managed, eventually got into grade one, eventually made his way through the school system. Took him that long, but he came out and actually was able to function in society because he learned about consequences
0: people are looking for the easy way out. They don't want to actually grow and be challenged
2: anymore. Why? Why don't people want to grow? Because there's so, so much self-fulfillment in actually growing and learning. It floors me that people don't want that growth. What if they fail?
1: Then they fail. And then they learn to pick themselves up and either do it again or they go back and they, and they go in a different direction failure is not the end of your life and
2: i think that's what pe- what's wrong is people think it is but failure is the opening of doors and opportunities to learn something mm-hmm.
1: people are going to be sitting there going well yeah but rick you've graduated three times post secondary education from university with three degrees you've graduated twice from conestoga for two trades you don't know anything about failure folks you're you couldn't be further from the truth I had all kinds of obstacles becoming a social worker. I had all kinds of obstacles becoming what I am today. Tons of obstacles. And I am glad that the, that people had the ego to look at me and go, you really think you should be a social worker? Maybe you shouldn't be. Because, And then they would rhyme off their reasons. The fact is, people, obstacles create integrity within us for us to actually be able to do something worthwhile and that guy in that plane i am so glad that the captain of that plane said we're going back to the gate and you're getting off because that goes back to just like what you were saying rebecca in the in the service center Mm -hmm. one parent stood up well just like on that plane the first person that stood up then created a cascade that ultimately the pilot, the captain of the plane, has the final say. And the captain of the plane said, I'm burning fuel, but I'm going back to the gate because I'm not going to take a chance that this ass is going to get worse in the air. And so, nope, we're going back. And so, have the courage, folks, to be that one person. What do you all think? What do you all think? We should likely wrap this up because all it's going to do is raise blood pressure and piss me off and Make me, ugh, I think, stupid. Yeah.
2: I think this article is actually quite interesting because of how it gave such a lens on, to soci- on society and how we're getting to where we are today. And uh, hopefully, little bits in here help pe- other people.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that that child and that hockey team having to take responsibility for cleaning their own table is a start. Might be a small start, folks. But hopefully they go in the right direction and it continues being
2: a spark. So maybe there is hope for society. I'd uh, to think so.
1: But only when people are held accountable. Yes. And, and and I think, Sherry, there's a lot of examples bouncing through my head right now, and I think you're right. This has been something that's been trickling more and more for, for decades, and more and more where people only want to be accountable when it's convenient for them, and uh, we can't let that happen, folks. We just can't. So for Rebecca, Sherry, and the ranting wreck, because the ranting wreck and his Rick-isms, oh this just burns my arse. So anybody, uh, please pop us a line, see what your thoughts are on this. Uh, we look forward to reading them. And and again, thank you very much for tuning in. So for the three of us, thank you. Hey, folks, again, it's Rick Sherwood here from Black Sheep Rebranded. Thank you very much for tuning in to our Friday Roundtable. We really appreciate your feedback, so please let us know your thoughts. And uh, again, um, thank you. Thank you for for allowing us to come into your world and sharing a few thoughts. And hopefully we will inspire you to look at your world a little tiny bit differently. Again, uh, if this inspires conversation within you, that's the aim of this show, is to get you to stop and think about things a little bit differently. So again, for everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded, Sherry, Rebecca, myself, and everybody else on the outside who helps us make this work, thank you. You Y'all take care, and we'll chat soon. Bye-bye.